12. 12 episodes. 12 episodes. Uh, uh, uh. Is this episode? This is episode 12. This is 12. I checked I f- earlier. We took a little break last week. We did take a break last week. Because it was Tattoosday. 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 Connor and I decided that it would be a good idea for both of us to get tattoos. We also did it on a tattoo reality show. We didn't, but that would have been my dream. Oh, trip. I know, dude. I've been watching That's so the only many. thing I want in my life. There's like a good list of TV tattoo artists that I could give you that I want to tattoo on my body someday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not getting another tattoo until it's on TV. Yeah. Put that's... me on TV. Give me a tattoo. Yo, you want to put ink on my body? Get me on TV. <laughs> okay, uh, what, what tattoos do you get? Um, I got a tattoo on my left arm on the front of my bicep that says, The Fiction Will See the Real. It's a Coheed and Cambria lyric from, I think, The Willing Love. Who are they? Um, there's, there's, they did, they're this bands, they're, re- they're really good. They have this story and, uh, and, um, they, they, I'm already bored. They did welcome. What else did you get? They did welcome home. Um, and I got my last name tattooed on the inside of my, my middle finger. You got, you got your last name, the five letters T-U-T-E-N. No, no, sir. I did not. No, but I, you just said you got your last name. I did. But then you lying to me then? No, I didn't. What'd you get? I got 210, 210, uh, the uh, number, uh, tattooed on the, the uh, inside of my left middle finger. So when I flip people off, they know who's flipping them off. Yeah. Or they, yes, this they, one's from me. They do if they know that my last name's Tutin. And then they, they and think then they about like it. work out, yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, that's all right. This plan requires them to think about you quite a bit. Yeah, it's true. And nobody thinks about Eric Tutin quite a bit. Oh. What, what tattoo did you get? I got me the Tootsie Pop Indian right on my forearm. Shooting the star. Yeah. Three Tootsie Pops for life. Yeah. So, like, if you just walk into a grocery store and show them your forearm, do you get free Tootsie Pops? I haven't tried it yet, but that's the plan. Nice. If they don't, then I'm suing them for the price of my tattoo. Yeah, you definitely should. Um Go after them and yeah. go after the part. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know what I am going to go after some grocery stores about? Because this is fucking ridiculous. What? I'll, I'll, okay. I want to use this tattoo to the fullest in my life, right? And right. make it mean something to people in general, not just me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so my plan to do this, and I'm very excited about this. This is actually going to be something I do, is to just carry around a bag of Tootsie Pops with me. And anytime anyone points it out as the Tootsie Pop Indian, they get a free Tootsie Pop from me. <laughs> Right, because that's fucking awesome. That's, that's amazing. Your, that's that's just awesome like a jolly joke. thing to do. That's a very awesome life joke. But fucking nowhere sells Tootsie Pops. For real? Yeah. Walmart don't sell no bags of Tootsie Pops. They sell them like in like... I don't think so. They don't sell them in like the mixed bags like you, with other nope. candies? Nope. Maybe. But I mean, I'm not buying mixed bags of candy. No, just, just to get Pops. a few Tootsie Pops. It's not worth it. No. Uh, Kmart and Target don't carry any Shit. Tootsie Pops. Well, you are trying the big ones. Why don't you try going to like a, a town and country? Town and country does not carry Tootsie Pops. Are you shitting? Nope. Safeway? I am not. Uh, Safeway, I haven't checked yet. Try yourself Safeway. I'm going to try Albertsons. Safeway. I'm going to try Albertsons. Give Smith's a try. Albertsons too. sounds good too. Smith's might. I'm, I'm, Dudes, I'm, I'm thinking I'm about starting to, starting to shop at Smith's. They got some deals. They do got some deals. I'm not trying to advertise for Smith's right now, but I've been walking <laughs> through your store. I've been seeing your 5 for 10 specials. <laughs> On if what? Five for ten on what? 
something really good. I can't remember what, but I was like, God damn, that's a deal, and I need to shop at Smith's more. So if it was good enough to catch my eye and make me think I need to shop here more, then yeah. it's good enough for me. Plus, people always asking me, do you have a Smith's card when I go to get gas? No, I don't, but I need to. It's true. that um, I, I buy – okay, I eat Lunchables. This is my dirty secret. That's my, like, heroin that I'm hiding from everyone. That's, like, the card you were holding up in the Dirty Little Secret video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I had gay sex at church camp. I eat lunch regularly. <laughs> uh, but that's, like, one of my big lunchable buying spots is Smith's. And, like, Smith's. every time I go, they're like, they, like, recognize me. They're like, do you have a Smith's card? I'm like, no, I do not. And they just scan their Smith's card for me. They're so nice. At the self-checkout registers. That's true. Good people. Buy Lunchables at Smith's. Smith, you know what you're doing. Oh, yeah, but that's a cool tattoo. I like yours a lot. Um, Thank you very much. I like yours as well. Thanks. Uh, Speaking of Indians, read a little article a couple minutes ago about changing the Redskins' name. Really? Yeah. What do you think about that? Just out of curiosity. Um, I will answer that with a song that I've already told you about multiple times. But it's called "If You Own the Washington Redskins, You're a Cock," and it's by Adam and his, and his package. And maybe I'll play that at the end of this episode. Okay. But I think that if you own the Washington Redskins, you're a dickhead. <laughs> if you don't change the name of the Washington Redskins. But what is changing the name going to do, really? I mean, it's already been that name for since the '30s. I mean, it's been around for goddamn near a century. Yeah, but I mean. It's also been offending people, like, deeply to their core for a century. Does it offend you? No. I'm Does not Indian. Me either. I'm not Indian either. But what if a Indian high school uses the, the, the term Redskin as their mascot? Is it okay then? No. There, that happens. I know. That's what the article was about, actually, was the one of the uh, women that was, oh, I don't know if she was, like, doing the petition or she was the leader of something to change the name. She was like leader of some kind of campaign to change the name. And the, her hometown team, their high school mascot is the Redskins and they live on a reservation. Yeah. Um, I would say to that, that that high school is probably not worth billions of dollars. That's true. That's true. Um, and it's probably not making hundreds of millions of dollars yearly. It's true. So they're not really profiting off any hate. I still don't think they should be called the Redskins. Neither do I. For the record, I'm just trying to stir up but, argument because I have to write a response to it. Yeah. I'm just trying to get ideas. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like the Washington Redskins are making so much goddamn money off of a t- name that's like offending so many people. And it's just like... It doesn't really have anything to do with Washington that much. Like, there's no reason in particular. For it's it kind to be a of like name. it's kind of like rubbing salt in the wounds in a way. Like yeah, our nation's like, capital. It's like this is their the mascot is on all of your ancestors, yeah. just right on top of them. We built all of this, and now let's make millions of dollars off it. That's a good point. You're giving me some good ideas. Just wanted to throw. Oh, that I wrote in. a paper or two. You wrote a paper or two. Um, yeah, I mean, it's we gotta have Biggs talk about talk about this. Biggs and Zach have talked about this really for like an hour and a half on on, on the skies before. Really? Yeah. Huh. 
Yeah, we should. I have to write my response tonight, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I never really thought about it. And that's a, that's actually my favorite team. That's the funny thing is that's my football team. And you've never thought about how fucked up that well, is. Well, I've thought about how the name is offensive, but mm. it's never bothered me. It's never really affected me yeah. in any way. And I've never really had friends that have been Native American that have been extremely upset by it or anything. So yeah, I just never thought about it. Um, but thinking about it now, it's, I mean, it's definitely not a good name. No, certainly not. <laughs> definitely. But how is it any different from the Cleveland Indians? Um, because Indian is what they're called and Redskins is what we called them. <laughs> okay. But Native American is the politically correct term. Yeah. But have you ever talked to an Indian about what they want to be called? Every Indian I've ever met has like, call me an Indian. It's weird. It is weird. But it's, it's like, no one ever called them Indians, like, as, like, with that term being inherently derogatory. Yeah. That, that's true. I mean, Redskins is, is, it's like calling a black person black skin or like. Yeah, him. but like even if it's I don't like know. it's like if there was a team called the Carolina Niggers. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean I don't know though. I mean, Redskin just doesn't have as as negative a connotation as that word does though, because that word was used very very openly in talking about slaves when back during slavery and before slavery, like yeah, before we, civil rights, we murdered hundreds of thousands of Indians. That's true. Calling them Redskins. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's true. And it's definitely a name that got it, it. It got its name before the Civil Rights Movement. So yeah. there's no reason we have. Like, there's no reason not to change it. Mm-hmm. Other than we would have to change the logo. And. It's boring anyway. I love the logo, yeah. honestly. That, no, it is a pretty good logo. That's it's, the reason I really chose the Redskins. It's similar to the Chicago Blackhawks logo, which yeah. is also a very good logo. Yeah, yeah. Just like a fucking great indian profile yeah and it's awesome i love the color the colors for the team is red and gold go very well together yeah but that's the reason that i chose the redskins as my favorite team i was five years old my dad had a washington redskins shirt for some reason which i still own to this day and i still wear nice as a jam jam shirt jam jam jammy jammy jam yeah and I thought I always thought the logo. The, I was always drawn to the logo. I was drawn to the colors, and I thought it was awesome. So I was like, "Okay, I'm a Redskins fan. I'm not going to be a Green Bay Packers fan like my dad. I want to be different." <clears throat> and I always thought the Redskins were kind of different. Like no other team was like the Redskins, really. So that's In that why no other team was so openly racist. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, not at the time, but like I was just like, these are all either animals or whatever the fuck or a like Packers. Bullshit. Yeah. And yeah, what is the Redskins. What is a Packer? Yeah, somebody please answer me that question. It sounds gross. I'm not I think it has it. something to do with cheese. Probably. got to be some kind of position in a cheese factory or some shit. <laughs> I like all the positions in the cheese factory. <laughs> yeah, that's a good job. <laughs> yeah. Although cheese factory sounds kind of gross. But as a funk band name, cheese factory sounds great. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Or a wedding <clears throat> band. Oh, my God. Cheese Factory as a We can talk band. about this off the podcast, but we should maybe start a wedding band. Like, there's good money in it here. That's true. We should fucking do We that, should dude. maybe start a wedding Just band. Just do covers of, like, Peaches and Herb. And 
<laughs> just reunited. Yeah, for like, for like an, hour an hour and a half. Yeah. Just do the wedding singer soundtrack. <laughs> I'll dress up as Boy George if this is going down. Yeah, I will be Drew Barrymore. Okay. She wasn't in the band, but that's cool. Hmm? Um, she wasn't in the wedding band. Hmm? Yeah, no. Uh, Drew Barrymore's a wedding singer. and No, that was... <laughs> yeah, and she uses that to like, <clears throat> fall in love with Adam Sandler. Yeah, I remember the movie very well. Oh, wait. And Adam Sandler was a waiter, right? Yeah. Like, did catering mm-hmm. for weddings? Yeah. Don't fucking argue with me, pal. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Anyway, enough about Redskins. Or did you watch Raw last night? Or or did you watch no, last night's Raw? I did not, actually, because I was working in hell. Um, you gotta get some power on that, dog. Laptop's getting tired. Almost a damer, dangerous situation. But no, um, let's talk about SummerSlam, though, because we missed last week and we never talked yeah, about SummerSlam Yeah, do you have the card handy? Results. No, I can get it. Okay. Um, um, start with the uh, Brie Bella. That was a good match. I liked that match quite a bit, actually. I did, too. Um, and I definitely liked the ending. Yeah. Yeah, I almost completely forgot that the ending happened after that <coughs> With match. the whole With Nikki, Nikki Bella. Yeah. I mean, I'm not totally thrilled to see any more Bella storylines just because, honestly, they're not great. Um, I mean, their in-ring ability is pretty good. Like, they're pretty they're solid. both, like, really solid because they're... They're, like... They're both, like, attached to the most, like, successful wrestlers right now. Yeah, it's like the two of them and then Paige and AJ. That can like really yeah, and they have their own like different style too. Like, I mean, Paige and AJ have a certain kind of match um, that's like technical in a way, but more like CM Punk um, and Daniel Bryan, where it's like pretty high energy. Yeah, like and, like not always like totally predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they and like interesting down. combinations of moves. Yeah, and have like really interesting exchanges, like. For sure. Um, Are you excited about uh, Nikki Brie feud? With kind like, of. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I didn't watch Raw, but I'm pretty sure what they were doing is like Nikki is just like in defense of Stephanie at the moment. Really? That's just what I gathered from like pictures, though. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely seeing Nikki in Stephanie's corner. Um, I don't know how they're going to play it out, though, because... I mean, it's definitely, like, it's a feud that's, that was going to happen at some point. Um, yeah, because they break up everyone. Yeah, and it just makes sense that it happens now when the the title, the Divas title is pretty important right now just because it went from AJ, who held on to it forever, and she kind of, like, she sort of breathed new life into the Divas division, I think. Yeah, there's a definite lull in the divas division from when Trish Stratus and Linda left to when, when. did they leave? Uh, this was before my time. I was still watching, so it was in high school. I think it was 2008 or 2009 was when Trish left. Maybe even 2007. It might have been 2007. Um, and then Lita left shortly after that, like a year after that. Okay, so like late 2009, early 2010 when Lita left. Maybe, or, maybe even or earlier. like eight. Like yeah, probably like eight. Okay, I think even yeah, but 
they were both really good, and I and there were Dude, there Lita's were other dope ones as too. Shit, Lita's, Lita's awesome. so Lita's cool. My, to watch. Like I think she's probably the best female wrestler that's ever. As far as like maybe not technicals, but like as far as innovation. she's fucking awesome. She's good. Like and she's like a like a good personality too. Like she's an interesting yeah. She's cool dynamic, um, and a good juxtaposition to Trish Stratus's character too. And that's yeah. why they they were best friends, but they were like rivals. They were like huge rivals when they were both wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know, like with with age and and or age page and page page and aj they're just their styles conflict so in a way that's just so cool and it's interesting to watch um especially when the title is changing hands like it is now because page won the divas title at SummerSlam, um which was an awesome match also that was a really she got out of the uh she's the only uh diva i've ever seen get out of the black widow Oh yeah, that was really surprising to me yeah. at the time. Yeah, and then she turned it into one of her moves too. Like she turned it into one of her signature moves. And they both have really killer submission moves, which you don't see from a diva very often. Um, they both have really cool moves, like high impact moves too for finishers. Yeah. So they have like a lot of diversity. So I like what's going on with them, but I'm glad Paige won. I think it's gonna lead to. Like a bigger rivalry, probably culminating at like Survivor Series or something, one of the big ones. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into the Divas right now. Yeah, me too. Good matches. Yeah, it w- most. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting back to Stephanie and Bree, like the end of that match. Stephanie won, um, which I kind of figured would happen she'd like do some kind of dude she shit. looked pretty fucking good though oh yeah yeah she still got it both her and triple h man you think that they're like all settled down in their little corporate positions and they go and wrestle and just and like just damn the they fuck still down. got it yeah <laughs> yeah um can we move on from that yeah for sure what do we got uh we got dolph ziggler defeated the miz this was fuck fucking yes. awesome fuck yes um, and that was for the Intercontinental title. I was so happy to see Dolph Ziggler win. I'm just happy to see Dolph Ziggler wrestling every week because there was a point where he would wrestle a lot and then he would stop wrestling for like two months and he'd wrestle a lot and then he'd stop wrestling for every two months. And it just sucked because I like Dolph Ziggler. He's he good. just kept getting concussions. Yeah. I want to see him go for the title, like the big one at some point. Like really That would be do. really cool. Yeah, I've, I've known him since the Spirit Squad. I don't think there's room for him right now. No, not right now. There's... But do you know what place. I do like, apropos of Dolph Ziggler? Hmm. Do you know what he does just in his free time? No. Just, like, open mic stand-up comedy. Really? Yeah, he's just, like, trying to get good at stand-up. That's super cool. Yeah. He was just on um, the We Watch Wrestling live show uh-huh. with, like, Matt McCarthy. And... Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, After that's some... really cool. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Um Rusev defeated Jack Swagger in a flag match. Whatever the fuck a flag match A flag is. match is not a real thing. It's just a regular match. Just a match where they get to wave a flag at the end, which is Rusev's thing anyway. Yeah, that's like both of their things, really. Yeah, just like, waving flags. I think Jack Swagger kind of like saw that Rusev was doing that thing, and then he was just like, yeah, I kind of want to do that, too. I'm just going to I want to do that again. Flag match. Um, But... Yeah, I don't really care about that. You know what a flag match should be? What? 
It's where they get to fight to the death using a flag. Who, as like the a winner gets to stab weapon. the person yeah. in the heart with a flagpole. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what it should be. Um, but I don't know. I'm kind of <laughs> bored with Rusev. Um, Seth Rollins defeated Dean Ambrose in a Lumberjack match. This was a cool match. Um, Seth Rollins won. Eventually, they just started beating up the Lumberjacks. Yeah, it turned into like weird chaos, but it was it was cool. Like it was like really cool to see the image of all the wrestlers getting in the ring and attacking one person. It's yeah. just like kind of insane. Yeah, there's um, a lot of dudes going after one dude. Yeah, but it was all right. Rollins won. Rollins on Raw right afterwards, though, curb stomped Dean Ambrose's head through a bunch of cinder blocks. Yeah, and committed murder. Yep, that was. Fucking horrifying. It was, dude. That was really upsetting to watch. Yeah. Um, I don't even want to talk about it. Bray Wyatt defeated Chris Jericho. This match was okay. Yeah, think... I'm not as excited about this as I want to be. No, I I was really excited when Jericho came back. I was really yes, excited when I found out that he was going to be feuding with Bray Wyatt. Because I was like, God, those guys can have some killer matches. Um but it just didn't work out the way I thought it would. I thought that they would have. I mean, the match was good. It was. It was. It kept my interest, but it wasn't as good as it could have been. And it wasn't nowhere. It wasn't anywhere near close to where it could have been. No, I agree. Because they're with both that better. Sentiment. Wholeheartedly. The way they perform. Uh, that's all I'll say. Roman Reigns defeated Randy Orton. That was cool. Um, I don't remember much about the match, but I mean, it's cool that Roman wins one. Woman Wayne. Woman Wayne's Leaky. <laughs> um, I I think Roman Reigns like they were that was a match for them to like test Roman Reigns at just like a a big match because like yeah. at this point Randy Orton just like only has big matches like he's not gonna yeah. have like a like a small job match really it's true and it was like right next to the main event too so. I mean, he's bound yeah. to get a push. I'm like, there weren't really any stakes to that match, but the whole thing just felt really huge. Yeah, and those two just work well together, I think. Yeah. And we found that out on numerous Raws in the past weeks. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the big match, though. The match that scared me, um, and that's legitimate. This match scared me. <laughs> um, Brock Lesnar versus John Cena. Um, John Cena was going in the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And it was just kind of terrifying to watch what was going on. It was a really boring match. It was I'll like as this. close to a snuff film as we may ever get. Yeah. Um, literally just Brock Lesnar just pounding John Cena and yeah, just really giving it to him. Just yep. really giving it to just him hard. Really just coming up from behind and just, just throwing him over his head. Mm-hmm. Um, 16 German suplexes were delivered. To John Cena. Did you how did you count just from the beginning? I didn't count. I let WWE count. You just, for me. You just looked it up. I they told me. Oh really? Yeah, Michael Cole said it at the end of SummerSlam, I think, and mm. then they said it on Raw like twenty times the next night. Mm. Um, Almost had to sneeze. <laughs> did we have to pause for it? No. Okay well, yeah, it. I I'm was okay gonna be. It. it was gonna be loud. Yeah, okay. I had to like wait and think. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I'm good. Um, but yeah, just brutal, brutal, brutal match. Um, and John Cena fought back. He had moments, but there was just no way. Brock Lesnar won two F fives. There was an F five like 
two minutes like way too soon like one minute into that match um but yeah i was surprised three titles changed hands which is a lot yeah for one pay-per-view um so it's big things happening mvps in the ring so you know what that means big things popping little things stop cricket that was his thing um Speaking of MVP, he's in TNA. Speaking of TNA, did you know <laughs> that there was a an Iraqi war hero by the name of Chris Melendez who um, had his leg blown off by an IED in 2006 who began training to become a professional wrestler in 2012. And tomorrow night he will make his debut for TNA. He has signed a multi-year deal. He has a prosthetic leg. And this is the thing. This is the kicker. Um, this is the kicker? The, <laughs> this is the, like, really swift kicker. Like, really aerodynamic kicker. Uh, he, at the taping that they are premiering tomorrow, or that he's premiering at tomorrow, he won his two matches. Uh-huh. He won both of his matches. And he said in this article I read about him, that he prefers to fight with his prosthetic off. Which means he likes to hop on one leg. Which means maybe we see a one-legged professional wrestler soon. Oh, so cool. That would be so fucking awesome. I would be so down for that, dude. I mean, that could make me watch TNA again. I w- will watch TNA tomorrow night. I will too. I'm down. Done. I have tomorrow off. Melendez. Melendez. Dude, I'm coming for you. I'm buying his shirt, too. Really? What is it? I have no idea, but I'm committing to buying it. Okay. The one-armed, or the one-legged wrestler. He comes out with one arm. Yeah, he's just like, I'm more fucked up than you thought. You're not fucked up if you are missing a limb. You're You're still beautiful. You're not. You are, no, you are beautiful. You really are. You're not fucked up. Not fucked up. You're better than us, because we're just here with all our limbs, living the easy life. You are living the hard life. I'm going to pour one out. No, I'm not going to pour one out. I'm going to take a swig of Mirror Pond Pale Ale for the legless man. <laughs> Give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Leftovers. Almost done. Shit, man. One more episode. Next week, I'm not going to talk much about it or at all because next week is Big Leftovers. Big Leftovers week for us. We're going to... Yeah, we're going to, on the next episode, uh, break down the first season. Okay, yeah, let's, like, dedicate the episode. I'm episode by episode of Leftovers. We'll go Holy through. Shit. I'm going to rewatch it. Really? I mean, I kind of want to. With what time? I'm into this. I'll do it with you. We don't I, have to I worry about it There's right only, now. like, eight episodes, so, I mean, like, I could do it. It's not hard. Yeah. I have days off. Okay. Um, so we're going to recap. I'm going to... Think about it. I don't know what's happening with my voice. Did, did I have a stroke just now? Guys, Eric just died. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to think about how the connections make sense and all that and take notes. And we'll okay. talk about it a bunch next week. But I want to talk about something else. What? Dr. Fucking Doctor Who. Dr. Who. Finally, how long have we lived together? Since been, May of last year? It's been last over year. a year. It's been May over, over a year. year. May of over 2013. A year. You, how long have we been friends before that? Um, since 
probably junior year of high school. Okay, so like a good number of years. How in the fuck have you just started watching Doctor Who? I don't know. I am personally offended. I don't know. I've but always I'm over meant to, it because I'm glad you're. Watching I've always it. meant to watch it because everybody in my life that I even care about their opinion has told me that it's good. You're goddamn right. And I knew that it was good. I just needed to start it, and I started it. I love Eccleston. Eccleston. Eccleston's super underrated. I've been saying this. It's awesome. Years. Yeah, he's super great. underrated. He's a bit darker, and he's a bit meaner. He's a more mean doctor. He is a bit meaner, uh, but he's a good doctor. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> that last episode of season one was just ridiculous. The one where uh, the Dalek Emperor, the Dalek Emperor, like, takes Rose. Mm-hmm. And, like, just that, like, it's a two-parter. And the end of the first episode is just like, I'm coming for you, Rose. And I'm just like, no, you're one man. You're one <laughs> man, so doctor. Daleks. There's so many Daleks, dude. <laughs> what, what did they say? Like, half a million or half a billion or I don't know. Just so many. There's a bunch of ships. But, like, Rose, like, comes back and, like, uses the time vortex to destroy all yeah. of them. Absorbs all of space and yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the Doctor has to regenerate. But he regenerates into David Tennant. And David Tennant's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I just today watched the finale for season two. Get ready for Martha. Ooh, I've heard bad, bad things. But... That two, those two episodes were so good. Like there, there were episodes leading up to that that were really good too. But I watched like six episodes of Doctor Who today. <laughs> but that, oh. Jesus, really six? Yeah, a lot. I watched a hell of a lot. I started watching at like eight o'clock, and I didn't go to work until four. Good God! And the whole time? No, I took breaks. But oh, okay. there's a lot of Doctor Who. But. That last episode, the stakes were so high. <laughs> You've got a parallel world that they introduced halfway through that season where there's a different Rose and a different – her dad is still alive and, and all this shit. Right. And then they come back to it in the last episode and that like traveling between those worlds creates a rift and the Cybermen from that episode get through and they're attacking Earth. And then all of a sudden the sphere comes through and they're thinking the Cybermen have something to do with it. Torchwood's like, I don't know what's going on. We'll find out about Torchwood. When has Torchwood ever been fucking helpful? Never. In Doctor Who. Never, dude. Not that way. I can tell. I'm only two seasons in, but. I've not watched the show Torchwood. Neither have I. Like maybe after they hired Captain Jack Harkness, they got their shit together. Maybe. But Doctor's always covering their ass. Yeah, for sure. Fucking the spear comes through. They think it's fucking Cybermen. It's fucking Daleks. It's Daleks. Fucking Daleks. It's some kind of shadow brotherhood of Daleks that have a fucking Time Lord. Uh, oh, yeah. They're like the fundamental Daleks. Yeah. Right? They have yeah. like this thing that's Time Lord technology. Yeah. Which basically just means that it's a small thing that's bigger on the inside. So it can hold millions of Daleks. Like every single Dalek you could possibly imagine. Fucking Mickey sets it off with his cosmic radiation, so it comes to life. Fucking Mickey. Fucking Mickey. He gets cooler at the end, but still, fucking Mickey. And then this thing comes up. Doctor's just like, it's a war. It's, it's a, no, it's a prison ship. So just millions of Daleks are flying out of this fucking thing. They're attacking Earth. Fucking Cybermen are attacking Earth. Then they're just like, 
they meet and there's a scene where the Daleks and the Cybermen are just like, identify yourself. Daleks, and then the Cybermen are just like, you identify first. <laughs> and it's just and like the a back and like, forth. No, you identify Yeah, it's first. just like a back and forth between the two of them. <clears throat> but we find out that Daleks are a lot tougher than, Sp- than Cybermen. Oh, yeah. And then the Daleks just start wreaking havoc. And they got them plungers. They're they going to wreak some yeah. havoc. Dude, fucking Daleks are badass, but they scare me also. And then it all culminates with the Doctor having to suck everything into a void between the two worlds. And Rose almost gets sucked into the void. Like, they have to pull the levers, then they hold on. You think they're going to make it. And then one of the levers goes loose, and Rose just goes for it. And she can't hold on. She gets sucked in. But no, fucking Pete Tyler from another world comes and saves her. Brings her back to the alternate, alternate universe. I cried. Yeah, me too. Then I'm crying right now. I cried, and then we find out that Rose didn't die. The scene where she like puts her face up against the wall, and then like he puts his face up against the wall, and she like knows that he's there. Oh, I, know. I was dying Dude. inside. And then the beach. The beach. She goes to the beach, and he she does the project the projection, mm. and before he can tell her that he loves her, it dies. I know. It just cuts to it's Rose. I'm like heartbroken. It's just on Rose, I'm heartbroken. And then it cuts to Tennant, and he's crying, and then I just fucking, I lost it. I just started bawling. Yeah. Not fair, Doctor Who. Why are you so good? Yeah. That's all I'll say on it. Um, I'm going to watch more and probably talk about it more in the coming weeks. I was was going to talk about the season eight premiere, because I watched that, because I'm caught up and you're not. Do it. Uh, It's okay. I'll do it later. (laughs) Like, after we get a little bit further into Capaldi. I like Capaldi a lot so far. I think yeah. he's going to be, like, even darker than Eccleston. Yeah. I think it's going to be fucking cool. I caught a little bit of it um, from what I was watching, and that episode seemed really cool. It, yeah, that episode was really good. Um, um, it was, like, really weird and disjointed, but, like, looking back on it, I think if I watch it again, I'll enjoy it a lot. It's set up for, uh, uh, like, what sounds like it's going to be a really good finale. Yeah. I'm really... I'm very optimistic about this season. Yeah. Hopefully I'll get caught up so I can talk about it with you. Yeah, you should. Um, but yeah, Doctor Who is fucking the shit for me right now. You hear that we had a good life? <laughs> They're not... Not into it. No? No. Oh, come on, guys. They love Lost, though. Lost is my shit. I'll talk about some Lost with you guys. That I need Dude. to rewatch Lost before I can talk about it anymore. I've forgot so much. Dude, I'm pretty sure they're done talking about it. They oh yeah, it. I'm pretty like, sure you're right too. I've been listening all the time. Yeah. Um, that was everything I had to talk about. Me too. What are you listening to? Uh, so much Andrew Jackson Jahan. Me too, actually. So much. Fucking can't maintain is an almost perfect record. I've been listening to that one a lot, but I, I've I've only listened to the Can't Maintain and uh, Knife Man, and I like Knife Man more so far. Yeah, but that's just where I'm at right uh-huh. now. I'm just I liked Knife Man first, so I don't blame you. Yeah, I think Can't Maintain. I like it, but I think I'll get into it more when I've heard more of their some of their other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you got to get your people to the reckoning and people to to still people and in. <laughs> get your Andrew Jackson education. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really into them too right now, though. Uh, so yeah, listen to Andrew Jackson Jihad, guys. 
Knife Man and Can't Maintain, both really good records. Mm-hmm. This is disappointingly short. How how many minutes? Thirty six. Thirty six. That's not bad. Okay. If you feel that way, I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's sometimes we have short ones, sometimes we have long ones. It just depends on what happened. Yeah, we do. started school. I know we, we still got to figure out each other's schedules. Yeah, it's weird. But I'm taking my writing class. It's going to be really cool. That's the one I have to do the response in. You know what I found out today that I'm fucking bummed out about? I'm what? sorry to interrupt you. It's okay. Um, my, I'm taking recording too, uh-huh. which I'm super excited about. Yeah. But it only meets on Saturdays. And uh, it's not meeting at all in September. Oh, shit. Because they're all home football games on Saturdays. And there are, like, too many people in the class that play in the marching band. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's a bummer. So, I have to, like, I have to wait basically until halfway through the semester to start this class. Yeah. That's a bummer, dude. Yeah. It's still cool that it's only on Saturdays, though. Yeah, it's like all day on Saturday, but it's going to be fucking cool. Because apparently the way it works is like an eight-hour recording session, and then you just mix it mix it for the week, and then you go in again. Yeah. But that might not also be how it works. But that's what I heard today. Huh. Uh-huh. So you're writing class. Oh, yeah. We're going to be le- learning basically about arguing and like picking apart arguments and what makes a good argument. So I'm pretty excited for that. That sounds really cool. Yeah. We're doing pretty much the same thing, or we were today in uh, my philosophy philosophy class, but like with moral arguments. Oh, yeah. So. I like that, though. I like moral arguments. Yeah, I'm really, really into moral. They're my favorite kind. Mm-hmm. Like almost non-fact-based arguments. Yeah, like you can just like decide can how just you placate. feel. Yeah. I like it. Is that class pretty cool so far? Ah, uh, there's some real shitty, annoying people in it. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but the teacher seems really awesome. Nice. Well, with that, I guess we'll leave you for the week. Next week's our our leftovers blowout. Maybe we'll get some special guests who have been watching the show. Probably not, because I don't know. Because I think we're the only watching. ones in Montana who watch this show. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I've tried to get people to watch it. They're I know we like, tried. oh, I don't like it, or I'm not into it, or I just don't want to watch it. So we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> And you're going to listen to it or turn us off. Yeah. Let's get rid of that. Uh, are we going to play a little song? Yeah. All right. We're going to play a little song for you. Uh, which one are we, we going to play? Well, I was talking about playing If You Own the Washington Redskins, You're a Cock by Adam and His Package. But I've said the name enough times. You can probably just go look yeah, it up, just on, go your, look it up. on your own. How about you play some Andrew Jackson? And Okay. Which one? Uh, Not one of the depressing ones. No. How like about uh, We Didn't Come Here to Rock? We only came to disappoint you. We didn't come here to rock. We only came to disappoint you. Cause deep down in your cunt, that's exactly what you wanted us to do. You wanted us to leave you on. You wanted us to bum you out. So you could build us up. And you could knock us down. If that's what gets your dick hard. Telling people they're bad at making art.
We had a good life. Jack the Ripper. Middle name T. I guess you could take it like that. Jack T. Ripper. Yeah, if his middle name is the. Yeah. Um, at least in his title, that would be the middle mm-hmm. initial. So, Jack T. Jack, Jack T. Ripper. T. Ripper. Jack Tripper from Three's Company. Done and done, dude. <laughs> Over. That's dude. unfucking believable. You <laughs> solved the mystery. Dude, give me my fucking money. Yeah, no, uh, I, I agree. Give somebody, him his money. Give him give his me fucking my prize money. for that because I put that shit together, folks. It's real. Recognized. Yeah, John Ritter, woman murderer. <laughs> yeah, dead now cannot be brought to justice. Dude, nobody's ever gonna know the truth. Real roulette with Zach and Biggs. She covers her body with chicken fat. Completely naked. Yep. Goes running through the camp, and every girl tries to stop her. But they can't. But they can't because it's chicken chicken fat. She slips through them. No, it has been established she's been trying to get at the other black girl. It doesn't even look like they're even touching her. No, she's the worst acting ever. No, no, no. I just like to imagine that she's the Barry Sanders of this prison camp. Like when she turns it on, ain't nobody can stop her. Shooting the shit show. Who would win between Heisenberg and Godzilla? I came to the conclusion that Heisenberg would poison him with rice, and Joe was saying he'd find a way to chemically alter something in the sea and dissolve him. (laughs) There are two very unknown chemicals that, when combined, (laughs) react to dissolve kaiju monsters. Box office battle. Would you say that the Necronomicon is a MacGuffin of sorts? No. This is a single book, bound in few and flesh, inked in blood. Brandon, are you familiar with what a MacGuffin is? I have no idea. <laughs> it's essentially an object, a person, or a place that doesn't really matter, but it's a put in place to drive the plot forward. Because, see, I appreciate a film that knows how to use its literary device as well. It is a literal literary device. <laughs> Montucky Sky. What if we get Fastbenders, like the, the sadistic yes. ruler of yes. this dystopian future? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. we have the already sick and twisted Fastbender as the king, and he's getting whispers from someone even more sadistic and Willem Dafoe. Jesus is robot. Cop, this is no longer the driving force of this movie. Uh-huh. Not safe for network.